0: I woman is a Chelsea. I disgrace. Chelsea. This woman is a disgrace. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome to Chelsea Disgrace Podcast. Woo, woo, woo. Okay, so, moving right along. Um, the uh, Christmas that just passed, I received a very appropriate gift from my friend Olivia, who was featured in episode 19 of my podcast. She's very funny. Uh, she bought me a game made by one of my favorite writers and actresses, Mindy Kaling. Uh, the game is called Questions I Ask When I Want to Talk About Myself. 50 topics to share with friends. Now, this is perfect for me because I like to talk about myself the majority of the time my mouth is open. The other time my mouth is open is because I'm eating or giving BJs, which I then go to talk about to my friends as soon as those things are over with. But uh, yeah, um, other times I'm uh, I'm talking about myself or asking questions about my friends. Um, they usually lead into like stories about myself again um love to talk about myself still doing it talking all about myself okay so this is something i should probably start working on it's like what like the end of february now so i should probably start working on that like new year new me shit and i think this year i'll try to like stop talking about myself so much you know, get bored of listening to other people, and then I end up writing a series of memoirs that become, like, New York Times bestsellers. I'll take, like, maybe take guitar lessons and end up getting frustrated because my hands are too small to play it and end up begging my music teacher instead, who ensures me that my hands are certainly not too small, where I then tell him that, yes, they are small, but your penis is just really small as well, so my hands look like Andre the Giant's hands next to your penis, I think I'll also try to become more healthy by reducing my Taco Bell visits to only two times a week and eating baked potato chips instead of fried potato chips. I think that's a pretty uh, reasonable start. You know what? If I don't want to make my goals like too unrealistic, then they become unreachable and I become unhappy. But uh, yeah, back to uh, my questions uh, game. So today I'm going to uh, read some of the topics from some of the cards and then proceed to talk about myself, which is why you're here in the first place, to hear me talk about myself. So naturally, I wouldn't want to disappoint. So uh, first topic is about traveling. Uh, Okay, what was the most inconvenient slash embarrassing thing you ever forgot to pack? Um... I'm usually pretty good when it comes to uh, packing for vacation because, if you know me, I clearly don't view my physical appearance or personal hygiene, for that matter, as a priority, seeing as most of the time I look like a drunk scarecrow, so I don't usually need to pack much, but something that kind of relates, I guess. Uh, About a month ago, my boyfriend and I went to a house party, which was out of town, so we, we ended up drinking all night, so we slept over in an extra bedroom. Um, we had some mediocre sex. It was uh, what I'd like to call visiting a newborn baby sex. It was something we both just wanted, like didn't want to do, but felt like we had to do. Just, you know, show face and pretend you're interested in order to sustain the relationship. So we had sex, but both of us were watching uh, Guardians of the Galaxy the whole time. I really felt like the sex was like a chore and I know he did too. And I felt like it would have been sexier and maybe more efficient if we just, you know, put on some rubber gloves and wash our friend's dishes or like scrub down the tub or something. While we're having the sex, I looked over and I see a pillow with my friend's grandpa's face embroidered or like screened on or something on it. And I'm like, Well, fuck, as if I wasn't already dry as a bag of breadcrumbs down there. That'll really soak up any remaining secretions. So I turned the grandpa pillow around, but then there's another old person face on the other side. So, yeah, I'm like just dry as a bone, like the sex felt like trying to tie the end of a balloon shut, just rubbery stuff. But anyway, uh, we finish and the next morning my friend has to leave. So that means that we had to leave. So I start packing up all my stuff except I couldn't find my underwear anywhere. And this is the home of my friend's mother who has deceased grandparents on pillows. Like this is a home full of warmth and love. I can't leave my dirty panties behind tainting this like humble home so I ripped the entire room apart as my friends and my boyfriend are calling me from upstairs I text my boyfriend like babe come down here I can't find my panties anywhere so now there's two of us searching for the missing underpants but then my friend gets curious about why we're taking so long so then she comes downstairs and I'm just full of shame and I had to explain that I lost my underwear in her mom's house So we looked for another 10 minutes, but they are absolutely nowhere to be found. Eventually, we had to give up and leave. But the whole ride home, I'm trying to think of where the hell my underwear could have went. The room was like tiny with nothing in it. So there was no real place for them to hide. So my first thought was that the grandparents featured on the pillow were so offended that I had sex on top of them and that it wasn't even good sex that their ghosts came into the room and stole my underpants out of spite and are now wearing them around town so basically there's just a pair of dirty panties floating around the city and then I'll turn on the news one day and I'll see a story about these floating panties and everyone's gonna want to know who's behind this disgusting prank And I'll be, like, too embarrassed to admit that it was me. But then I have to live in fear that one day someone will take the panties away from the old man cross-dressing grandpa ghost and will do, like, a DNA test on them and it'll lead back to me and I'll be incarcerated for being a public nuisance. Then I remembered um watching the movie Ghost and I thought about how difficult it was for Patrick Swayze to learn how to physically move objects as a ghost and I figured that um because the pillow grandpa uh, pillow grandpas were so old that um they probably wouldn't have the strength uh to be able to focus on how to learn how to steal a, a pair of women's panties so then I started getting like horrific visions in my head of my friend's poor innocent sweet mother cleaning up her home because it's like her turn to host a Tupperware party and the last time Susan hosted it her house was immaculate so the standard has been set So I'm picturing her just like vacuuming every crevice and dust busting all the pillows and blankets. And then I picture her fluffing the sea of blankets my underpants have man overboarded into. And I can just see them flying up in the air, landing on pillow grandpa's face. And the poor woman screaming, then having to go fetch a broom and use the handle to remove the what I'm guessing is now... Sour panties from Gramp's face, and carefully like bringing them over to the washing machine, then telling my friend that I'm never allowed over again. Fortunately, for everybody's sake, uh, when I got home, I took off my sweatpants to change into my other sweatpants, and my missing panties fell out. they uh were balled up and sitting like in the leg of my pants, so I was thoroughly relieved that I did not leave my panties behind and even more happy about the fact that a perverted ghost wasn't strutting around town in my underwear. Okay, on that note, um, on to the next question. Okay. Uh, If you were given $5,000 for a new wardrobe, would you spend it on a bunch of clothes from Forever 21 and HMM, H&M, or a few pieces from Louis, Louis Vuitton? First of all... At one point, I thought it was pronounced Louis Vuitton, and I thought it sounded like the name of like a successful real estate agent, so I was like, oh, cool, good good for him. Then someone corrected me and told me it was pronounced Louis Vuitton, and then I thought it was the name of like some sort of fancy couch, but upon Googling it, I discovered that it's a bunch of boring-looking purses that cost more than what I have to put inside the boring-looking purse. So no, um, I would not be interested in buying something from Louis Vuitton unless they one day do venture into fancy couches like I originally thought, then maybe I would consider it. Uh, seeing as I once used wadded up toilet paper as a tampon, I'm clearly extremely cheap and not even classy enough to set foot in a Forever 21 or HRM. So first of all, I'm 27 now and at age 21, I was obnoxious, I was overweight, I was a skank with a drinking problem. I would, in fact, not like to be forever 21, so your store does not appeal to me. Also, if I shopped there, then I'd fear that i find myself wearing the same outfit as a 14-year-old girl, and that would make me feel stupid because, you know, most 14-year-old girls are stupid. As far as H&M goes, um, I don't understand it. I feel like the clothes there are just trying too hard to be hipster. Like, there's too many sweaters with animal faces on them and pants that go up to your boobs. And I can barely pull off wearing a tank top, what with my armpit fat, make it look like I'm carrying around, like, two hot dog buns under my arms, let alone weird clothes from H&M. Personally, I stick to the uh, thrift shop because I love the variety, I enjoy the thrill of the hunt, and I enjoy paying $3 for a complete outfit. So, you know, I'd take my $5,000 and I'd buy 5,000 shirts from the thrift shop and I'd look just as awesome as someone with a fancy couch purse. Um, Next question. Um, What would be inside of your dream gift bag? Easy Harrison Ford's Next question. Do you have any special requests or rules for your own funeral? Okay. All right. Okay. So, most girls spend their entire childhood, uh, teenage years, and young adult lives dreaming of and planning their perfect wedding. Seeing as I'm a bit sadistic and I'm a commitment phobe, I've spent most of my life planning my funeral. So I've had so many different ideas over the years. At first, I wanted it to be uh, Hawaiian themed. So everyone has to wear like a flowery shirt, including my dead body. And my casket would also act as a cooler and would be filled with like ice and um, like alcoholic cocktail beverages and cans. But then I realized that like the whole Hawaiian thing has been a bit overdone. So then I thought like haunted house theme. I mean, it's so perfect that I bet nobody has done it before because it's just so obvious like there would be spider webs all over my coffin and I have somebody like make sure the mortician put fake vampire teeth in my mouth and I'd have like a flash mob arranged to show up and like break into the thriller and guests would uh, like guests at my funeral are encouraged to join in but like not if they don't want to Um, I definitely have no, like, God stuff at my funeral. I think he'd probably be offended if my whole life I did very, like, unholy things. And then I croak and some priest or reverend or whatever starts asking him to make sure I'm taken care of in the afterlife. I feel like I I just wouldn't feel right about that. It's like calling up a friend you haven't talked to in three years and asking him if they can help you to move. Like, it's just impolite. So, yeah. Over the years, um I've changed my mind like a million times about how I'd like my dream funeral to play out, but I think I've officially decided on the perfect send-off for me. So, I like to do things that scare me every so often in order to stay like proud of myself or so I can feel like somewhat accomplished. However, there's one thing that I don't think I could ever bring myself to do while I'm alive. And that's ride the Millennium Force roller coaster at Cedar Point uh, theme park in Ohio. The thing, like, scares the shit out of me. I can barely ride the waterlog ride without feeling like I'm having a brain aneurysm, let alone the millennium fucking force. I'm pretty sure, like, my rectum would fall out my asshole and all my teeth would fall out. Like, it's never happened to anyone else in the history of the ride's existence, but I'm almost positive that it would happen to me if I were to ride it. However... I don't like feeling defeated, so uh, my plan is that when I die, my loved ones will gather at Cedar Point, and my dead body is to be strapped to the Millennium Force, and I am to ride it while Roller Coaster of Love by the Red Hot Chili Peppers plays, and after the ride is complete, everyone will gather in the uh, photo booth where all the uh, ride pictures are for sale. And everyone is to receive a complimentary photo of me uh, riding the Millennium Force. And everyone will then gather at the uh, Chick-fil-A and enjoy a nice meal. And my dead body will then be donated to science. Because in my high school, or when I was in high school, my biology teacher, who was like a church-like prude, only gave me a 51 in order to get me out of her class. So I want my body to somehow make it back into her classroom where it can uh, proceed to haunt. And that's my uh, dream funeral. Pretty simple. Um next question is uh what are the worst styles for your body type? This is an easy answer. Um the answer to this is pants like any, any pants, Uh, jeans, sweatpants, tights, corduroys, leggings, yoga pants, all pants just look atrocious on me. I have like wide hips and no ass. I'm sure I've mentioned this before, but pants on me look like a fish you went at a carnival when they come in those like droopy plastic bags full of water. Just so pathetic. Like I need pants big enough to get over my hips, and to tuck my bottom fat roll into, but then I don't have enough ass to fill the back of them, so they just sag and hang there like window drapes. Like, many times I've been mistaken for a lesbian because of the way I wear my pants, and then I get asked for help when I go to uh, the Home Depot. Everyone tells me to start doing, like, butt exercises, and it should be fine, but, like, there's literally nothing there to work with. Like, my ass cheeks look like sad basset hounds, as if, like, basset hounds didn't have enough of, like, saggy faces when they're happy, imagine when they're sad. And that's what my ass looks like. Next question. Um, do you think peeing with the door open is the sign of a good relationship, or should you always maintain a certain amount of mystery? Um is a tough one well i think leaving the door open is a sign that you're very comfortable with your mate um when i'm in the bathroom like 97 percent of the time i'm doing something weird like uh probably i wouldn't want my boyfriend to see i like to keep uh close tabs on my vagina by like doing frequent sniff tests because I know there's a good chance later on he'll be like chin deep in my pose so also I have to check my badge for like lint and stuff so him walking in on me with my head up my own crotch is not something I'd be okay with so I think it's fair to say that it doesn't mean I'm uncomfortable with my man if I'd rather him not see shit like that I'm also really self-conscious about how my pee smells. Like, everyone's shit stinks, but not everyone's pee smells. And sometimes, like, mine smell like roast beef for some reason because I take these, like, really weird vitamins. And I'm afraid that, like, that would trigger some uncomfortable questions I just don't want to answer. So, for me, I prefer the door closed when I pee, but I don't think that's saying that I have a bad relationship. I think it's saying that maybe I love them enough to know... Have them not see me bending my body in half to take a look at my vagina. Um, next question is, think of the typical things that women do to look good for men. Example, wearing spanks, waxing, spending $200 on highlights four times a year. If you could inflict any single grooming ritual on a man, what would it be? First of all, I have never done any of those things mentioned in the question. Like, I definitely could use a pair of spanks, so I stop looking like a bag of marshmallows whenever I put on a dress but for some reason I find spanks to be like a nasty trick like just full of lies and deceit everyone says that women dress to impress other women not men but honestly I hate most women and could like not care less what any of them think about me. So when I dress up, it's because I want to look good for either my man or if I'm single, like I want to appear like I'm attractive. So maybe people like want to like sleep with me or whatever. So I would just feel like so awful if a guy brought me home and he, like I'm wearing Spanx and he thinks he's getting this girl with, with a hot body. Um, and then he's not. Like, first of all, he'd probably need a sharp pair of scissors just to get the Spanx off. Then he'd see that I'm literally, like, every fast food menu board. Like, the new bacon cheddar burger looks so damn succulent and delicious on the menu board, but then when you get it home and you unwrap it, it looks like an abortion. Like, that's me. Like, the Spanx come off, and I look like a tub of sour cream. So I'd feel bad for the guy that... um, Uh, that's so bad that I'd probably go back to the club and find a pretty girl and then I'd, I'd bring it bring her back for him so I've also never waxed because it sounds like something I'd rather you know lick a swollen baboon's asshole than do um I did try waxing my mustache once and I burned my entire upper lip off so although the mustache was gone so was my lip so that was no good and um spend two hundred bucks on highlights. Um, no, I don't spend two hundred dollars on anything. Um, if someone held my family ransom and like demanded two hundred dollars from me, like I'd have to think about it for a minute or two. Like, two hundred dollars is a lot of money for anything, let alone highlights. Um, but if I had to inflict a female grooming ritual on men, I probably have to choose Uh, Shaving the vagina lips um, Maybe if they had some insight Onto how difficult that area is to not only reach but to see, uh, especially if you have even like the slightest of pudge on your tummy, and then it makes the vaginal lips like extra difficult to get to. Then maybe they would be more forgiving if we missed a hair or two down there, or if it's just a little bit prickly because we weren't feeling up for the challenge that day. I think I think the world would be a much happier place if unspoken pubic hair laws were a little more relaxed but maybe one day Uh, moving on if you could transport one element of a fancy spa into your everyday life what would it be heated towels cucumber water or free mini cupcakes i feel like this question is probably rhetorical like i'm a fat fuck and when I say, like, I'm a fat fuck, people usually think I'm looking for a compliment. And they'll be like, Chelsea, like, you're not fat. And this annoys me. Like, I know I'm not fat to those who are looking at my physical appearance. Like, I'm pudgy and cellulite but I'm not, like, fat on the outside. Like, me... I am fat on the inside. Like, I have a fat heart. I eat like a caveman, like dinosaur-sized portions of food throughout the day. And I constantly feel like I'm having a heart attack. And when I go to restaurants, instead of making conversation, I sit silently and pray that my friends won't finish their meals so I can eat the rest of their food. Like, the other day, I brought home half a burger from my favorite restaurant. And I put it in my fridge. And then the next day, I went to eat it. And there was just a single bite left and i lost my fucking shit like a normal person would probably be like guys like who ate my hamburger i was gonna have it for lunch but like no me i fucking raged like i had a big dramatic classic movie meltdown i was like steve martin and planes trains and automobiles or like like john goodman and the big lebowski or, again, like Steve Martin and Father the Bride when he goes to buy the hot dog buns. Poor Steve Martin. I feel his pain. I was so off my rocker mat. I started slamming anything that had a hinge. Like the microwave, the fridge door, all the covers. I was yelling profanities nonstop. Like, I'm pretty sure I even started speaking a Ford language at that point. I was so pissed off. And then I crumbled up, like, the styrofoam box that had what was left of my burger, like, in front of my entire family. And I just threw it on the floor, and I locked myself in my room. And I once ate three bacon breakfast sandwiches in ten minutes on my break at work. Like, I eat pastries off the floor and out of the garbage. Like, clearly, food means a great deal to me. And clearly, the answer to this question would be the mini cupcakes. Like, what the fuck pussy-ass bitch would choose a hot towel or cucumber water anyway like i hate those people um okay so question number i forget are you in favor of chest hair how much manscaping is too much Okay, well, my boyfriend is the hairiest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. So, apparently, I'm into it. Um, I like it because when I sleep over at at his house, he makes me rub his chest. And I feel like I'm right at home giving my dog a belly rub. So, it's very comforting. Um, Other than uh, my current boyfriend, almost all the other guys I've had sex with have been um, non-hairy. But also, um, almost all the other guys I've had sex with have been gay. So, I guess I sort of now associate a hairy chest with being manly. So I like it in that sense as well. Um, If your pubes are just, like, ridiculous, then I'd like for you to please trim that shit up. So I don't feel like I'm eating cotton candy while I'm blowing you. Like, I don't need anything fancy. Like, don't go overboard and take a lawnmower to the thing or anything. But for me, too much manscaping is when you've, like angered your pubic region by touching it so much and taking blades and clippers and machetes to it that you have razor burn that makes your junk look like a stucco wall like just keep it you know just keep it tight just keep the regions where my mouth goes like good and we're, we're a-okay okay so I'm almost out of time so I'll just do some speed round questions and be on my way okay do you have a coworker who revels in your inappropriate jokes I force dirty jokes about my vagina upon every person I've ever worked with and then I stare at them angrily until they laugh so yes um have you ever had a one night stand fun or creepy experience only about a baker's dozen and yes fun and creepy um if you were to be cast in any reality tv show which one would it be Easy, my 600-pound life, the pre-obese years. Um, What is your stance on animal print clothing? I went through a phase where I was always wearing something cheetah print, I was notorious for being tacky and I loved being known for something. So still to this day, I wear uh, cheetah print bras to honor this past uh, version of myself. So rare. How would you decorate your room, apartment or house if you had an unlimited budget and abandoned all sense of practicality and taste? Uh, Pictures of Harrison Ford's dick, statues of Harrison Ford's dick, Harrison Ford's dick bookends and my Nana's crocheted pillows. Um, did watching sex in the city make you feel glamorous and empowered or frumpy and poor Uh, please refer to the thumbnail for this podcast and while you're doing that be sure to check out all my other hilarious episodes see see what i did there i I turned my answer into one of the questions into an episode wrap-up which i'm doing right now so um, i'm about to say my tagline that i say at the end of every episode so here it comes it's coming And as always, I'm here to make you feel better about yourself. One Chelsea Grace prom at a time. Bye.